And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. Coming to you live from deep beneath world headquarters here at SciFiForMe.com. This is the Noon Show. We are live from the bunker. Happy to have all of you with us. My name is Jason Hutt. I'm the editor here at SciFiForMe. And... I am down a monitor again. I tell you, what I'm going to end up doing probably is take all of these little CRTs that I've still got lying around the the compound and connect them all and just use those. And then this will really look like an old-style bunker. How's that? Uh, Welcome to everybody who is live and... uh, Thank you to everybody who is here. Uh, whether you're here live or, or Memorex, you can leave a comment. And you can uh, you can also uh, join us on social media. Uh, Death Angel Shadows already put the Discord link in the chat over there on the YouTube side of things. We do have chat open on all of the different places where we're live right now. YouTube, Odyssey, Facebook, uh, not, not Facebook. YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Twitch. So you can watch on any of those. You can also listen to this program on various different podcast platforms. So, uh, hi, all of you listening to this as a podcast. Email address live from the bunker at sci fi me.com and the Discord. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. This, this is probably not going to be a long show. It very well might. I don't know. I might get on a roll. Um, We'll see. We'll we'll see what transpires here. So, all right. So, uh, let me uh, let me start with everybody. Say hi to everybody in the chat. I got Cam here. Dave's here. Death Angel Shadows here. Keeley's here. Uh, who else did I see here? I see. That's it for now. Um, Savage Snobs here. Let's see here. Um, somebody said something about corn. I, I, you see this little, you see this little flag here? Oh, yeah, it was Dave. Thank goodness there's no corn in the bunker command center. All right, so here's the story. See this, okay, so these, these little flags, these are, these are these little survey flags. You know, when you go into construction areas, they're, they're marking off, this is where we're going to pour the concrete, and this is where we, this is where we have the gas line. This have these little orange flags, you get at Home Depot. And we use them to mark, I have been using them to mark where I'm going to put paver stones so Mrs. Boss doesn't trip over herself in the garden. <coughs> but they have, uh, they have um, another use. Uh, Road Vagabond Life over in the Odyssey chat. I think I'm live too. I'll know more once I've had some coffee. I, have, I am on my second or third cup. No, it's not enough. So I've got these little marker flags, and I've mentioned that we've got corn growing in the the dog run where none has been planted. 
And so I'm, I'm like, well, you know, I need to mow. I need to mow the grass. I need to mow my lawn. Let me tell you about my lawn. So we went through. We've got this app that helps us identify fat corn dog. <laughs> oh, that's priceless. I love it. I love it. That's great. Where did we see uh, when she gets back in here, I'm going to have to say that. Oh, that was great. Oh, that was great. I, I like that. Yes, the corn dog run. I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, don't think that this has ruined my rant just because you put me in a better mood. All right. So I got these little flags, and we've got an app that we use to identify plants. And it turns out that we've got... Some interesting things growing various different places, including elderberry and deadly nightshade. And we're like, what? So we're using this. We're using this little app to identify the things what are growing in the dog run. So I know whether or not it's just regular kind of grass, you know, witch grass or Johnson grass or sorghum, or whatever, or if it's corn. And I put one of these next to each stalk of corn so I know to avoid it when now I have to mow the yard with my reed trimmer. I can't mow with a mower. I got to use I got to use a weed whacker, weed trimmer thing. And so I've got these next to each piece of corn so I don't kill the corn. Cuz you never know. I mean, it could produce. <coughs> 37. I have 37 stalks of corn. And the dog run, where none, none were planted. Now, I've got stalks of corn coming up where we did plant them, and they're coming up great. They look great. I'm hoping they produce, because last year they didn't. But yeah, 37. It would have been 38, but I did get one by accident with the weed trimmer. I got too close. 37 stalks of corn, and... Some random common sunflowers. Now, I know where the sunflowers came from. The sunflowers came from the sunflower seed and the bird seed that I spread out hoping to get some nice grass. Because it's under the, I've told that story, under the bird feeders, there's some really good, solid, lush grass grown because it's been, you know, all the bird, bird stuff there. So I was hoping, maybe. But yeah, 37 stalks of corn. I tell you, it's probably birds. I don't think there, I have not seen any evidence of any other critters in the dog run inside the fence. So it's probably birds. It might be a, it might be a byproduct of all of the stuff that I threw out there. I don't know. Any comments about the flash? 64 million, four day growth. Oh, did it? Oh, it, they adjusted it? 64. Okay, well, good for them. That's at least in the ballpark of what they were, uh, what they were predicting after they adjusted downward sixty to you know sixty to sixty-five, sixty-seven million. However, uh, the three-day fifty-five is still bad. I mean, it's still it still underperforms and it's doing worse than than Black Adam, and it does not bode well for Indiana Jones Five because Indiana Jones Five is probably going to suffer the same same fate, I think. 
And I'm hoping, I've got some emails out, I'm hoping to put together a panel to talk about that on Thursday. So I will let you know, we'll post it over on socials. So, herein beginneth the rant. Hello, Michael. (coughs) Yes, The Last Jedi is old news. However... Some six years later, there are people that are still trying to justify and rationalize and defend it. And I ran across this. We have Mazers to thank for this. Not because he posted anything, but because I, I inadvertently came, in, came across this because he responded to something. So I'm not blaming Mazers. Don't, don't everything. Mazers is good. But... Uh, <coughs> Mrs. Boss, uh, before I get into my rant, I must needs share with you, uh, Death Angel Shadow has come up with the new uh, the new nomenclature we should use for the fenced-in area. It is now the corn dog run. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Boss approves. All right, so... It is corny. Yes, it is corny, but Mrs. Buzz approves. All right, so, okay, so Mazer's response, and, 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 I, I, uh, all right, let's just, let's just show you. This is somebody with the moniker of Lady Scoundrels. Do not contact any of these people. Don't. I don't know who this person is, but she's got pronouns in her name. She's got a Tumblr account. So that tells me automatically a couple of things. One of the saddest things after The Last Jedi was knowing in my bones, capitals, all caps, that most people really enjoyed this, got a huge rush over it, etc., because this was brilliant filmmaking. But then they logged online and got convinced by the aggressive fandom menace hate campaign that no, they actually hated it. I got a newsflash for you, kiddo, Audrey. I actually hated it. I did. I did. And upon further reflection, the more I thought about it, the more I hate it. Now, Two caveats here. The Last Jedi is beautifully shot. The cinematography on this thing is really, really, really nice. No question. It's pretty. And John Williams always delivers a solid musical score. That's the only thing that that this movie has going for it. I mean, everything about this movie is messed up. Uh, I don't know, for those of you who have seen it, uh, maybe maybe some of you haven't seen it, there was a stunt team that went through and eviscerated the lightsaber battle in the Red Room. Just, here's this, this is why this doesn't work. Here's, here's the stuntman stopping and, and giving Daisy Ridley time to get to the point where she, where she punches him and all the, I mean, they just tore it apart with all of the mistakes that they spotted in the stunts and that fight choreography. <coughs> and yes, there were all sorts of, of comments and, and, and stuff about Jake Skywalker and, and Luke and all this other stuff. But that's not why I hate it. 
I'm going to go through this here for just a second because she's got a couple of other thoughts. I bet you people cried over the poignancy of Luke's final moment with the sunset and the same people then got swayed by groupthink into thinking it was bad. I muted this thread last night, but I find it super funny that the very fandom menace people I was talking about found it and have been crying about their widow feelings at me. Yeah, but some of us didn't like it when we watched it the first time. Good for you. This tweet isn't about you then. There's no question plenty of sheepy people did exactly what I described. B.S. Audrey, let me explain something to you. As an old man, as an old man who has seen things, as an old man who has experienced things, your opinion is facile and juvenile. And if you like The Last Jedi, good for you. But I highly doubt, I high-republicly doubt that anybody who is expressing disappointment, dismay, concern, hate, criticism of The Last Jedi secretly loves this movie. I hate this movie so much that I will not see anything Ryan Johnson makes. And I have a feeling that the, the, the sentiment toward The Last Jedi and the fact that people keep bringing up just how fabulous and fantastic and wonderful and great this movie is, that's going to keep fueling our examination of the flaws of not only The Last Jedi, but also The Rise of Skywalker and Willow and The Force Awakens and Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One wasn't perfect. It was it was the best of the Disney sequel films. No question about that. Solo lost money because of The Last Jedi. Star Wars as a franchise did not recover from The Last Jedi damage that was done. But all of that All of that aside, I'm going to tell you why I hate The Last Jedi. I have seen it one time. I saw it in the theaters when it came out. There was everybody. Mrs. Boss was there. My son was there. Your mother was there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your mother was there. My ex-wife and her husband were there. This was was back when we were trying to do the whole let's all get along crap. So we went and saw the movie. And I will, I don't know if I'll embarrass myself or not, but I I will admit that when that movie was over, I was bawling like a baby. I had a terrible time after that. Because here's what The Last Jedi did for me. 
it, it set aside that it ruined Luke Skywalker as a character, and it clearly demonstrated that Ryan Johnson had absolutely no idea what the core of Luke Skywalker is. Luke Skywalker is hope at his core. There's still good in him. Luke Skywalker has always been the ultimate optimist. And when this movie came out and showed Luke Skywalker as a broken, bitter old man who was wallowing in his failures, I didn't see Luke Skywalker. I didn't see Luke Skywalker the hero. I didn't see Jake Skywalker. I didn't see Luke Skywalker in any way, shape, or form. I saw me. I saw... 15, 20 years of life as a grown-up and failing at almost everything that I did. That's what I saw on that screen. I saw Luke Skywalker, but I saw me. And I saw this, this broken, not necessarily emasculated, but just resigned He'd given up. And he had turned his back on everything that mattered. And essentially, his decision, and it's canon now, so that whole stupid thing about taking a lightsaber to his nephew in a fit of fear, or whatever, I mean, that's not Luke Skywalker, but okay, it's in the movie. But the idea that he could turn his back on everything after setting in motion a a series of events that leads to Kylo Ren and his fancy lightsaber being the bad guy. And he just walks away from any of that stuff? Oh, I I might have set in motion events that will destroy destroy the galaxy. Guess I'll go hide. I got reminded of just how badly that turns out when you decide to cower in a corner and sit there and go, well, I failed at everything else. Why try anymore? Because I've been at that point. I have been there several times. I have failed at almost everything that I've done my entire grown-up life. My second marriage... Jury's still out on that one. I think I'm doing okay so far. Uh, but I'm, I haven't succeeded at anything. And I look at this facsimile of Luke Skywalker and what it showed me about myself. Now, I, let, let me... If if that was Ryan Johnson's intent, then he succeeded. But I don't think that's what he was going for. And I hate the Last Jedi for 
for breaking Luke Skywalker, but for also showing me my broken self. And maybe I'm seeing things. Maybe it's just, you know, I'm, 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 maybe Luke Skywalker is a self-insert for me. I don't know. But to sit there and assume this stupid notion that people who are claiming to, to not like The Last Jedi secretly love it, but we've been radicalized by this online hate group called the Fandom Menace. Audrey, you're an idiot. You're welcome to your opinion, but you're an idiot. Camp says it's projection. Group thinkers can't comprehend individual thought. I think that's possible. I, I think that's a lot of it. I think it's a lot of it. They want to see things that aren't there. They want to see things. And this is true for every bit of crap that's out there. All of it. All of it. Not just The Last Jedi. Not just Star Wars. It's every bit of crap that all of these people are making. And MS has made the point, and it's a very excellent point, that all these people are, are identifying so much with the stuff, what they're making, that when you criticize the, the work, they take it personally that you're criticizing them. And how dare you? And so everything becomes a personal attack at that point, And everything becomes internalized. Well, why do you not like me? I don't know who you are. I don't care about you. I care about my audience. And if you're making something, you should care about your customers. Because that's what it's about. You have a transactional relationship between you making a thing and somebody buying a thing. It's not about fans. It's not about the fandom. It's not about people who claim to like something 30, 30 seconds after they find out about it. I have, I have lost count of how many discussion threads I have run across where people keep seeing there saying, we should have been better about gatekeeping the fandom on everything that we like. Comic books, video games, Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, all of it has been infected with this self-centered, narcissistic bullcrap from these children who are so emotionally constipated that they take offense at every little thing. Get over yourselves. The world does not revolve around you. God, I sound like I'm talking to my kid from 10 years ago. He smartened up. He got better. These people are in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and they're still putting out crap like this. I get so frustrated. And look, I, I, was, I was sitting here 
thinking this morning, when I woke up this morning, I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> so wherever Mazers is, thanks, Mazers. You, you pointed me in the right direction here. Road Vagabond Life over in Odyssey says, The Last Jedi, where Jedi stands for Just Enormous Dumpster Inferno. Yeah. 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 Well, and I've talked about this before, and I've had conversations with my kid about this. <clears throat> Talking about the development of the brain. Because James and I have had very good conversations of late about all of the different sturm and drong that has gone on before. As he was growing up, we went through the divorce, all all this garbage and mess and whatever, and you did this, and I did this, and this and that, and you know, and, and we're finally at a point now where we can have actual, real, reasonable, meaningful conversations that are not all filled with neener, 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 and temper tantrums. And I can actually have a cogent conversation with my kid who's not a kid anymore, as he likes to remind me. He's 21. And his brain is still cooking. But he's starting to get it. And when he looks at me and he says, I hear you in the room now. When people are asking him for advice, when he's in the middle of situations and he's understanding, maybe I shouldn't be in this situation, the stuff that I have been hammering into his brain for the last 21 years are finally starting to stick. These people don't have that. These people don't have that kind of emotional maturity because they spent all of their waking time on places like Tumblr. And they have such a crushing need for self-validation. Make me feel better about myself. And thus and so. Yes, Cam, the seeds have taken root. Yeah, Alexander, you're right. Twitter, Twitter has been Twitter has been one of the worst culprits. Twitter and Tumblr. And you know what? Twitter got bad when Tum I've said this before. Twitter got bad. Twitter got worse when Tumblr banned the porn. When Tumblr banned the porn. All of those people out there that were doing all these juvenile shippers and slash fiction and all of this artwork, putting all these people together in all these various different adult situations, they all went to Twitter. And those 12 angry, blue-haired, emotionally constipated teenagers running Twitter... to whom the New York Times editorial board was beholden, among everybody else, ruined it for everybody. And they get here and they bleed about Elon Musk. Elon's a terrible person. Elon's bad. Really? Where would we be right now? If certain social media sites continued 
to restrict discussions about certain topics of a medical or political or economic nature. Like YouTube. Like YouTube. By the way, you all should be following us on Odyssey or Rumble. One or the other. I'll take both. But the this this group from a from a psychological I'm not a psychiatrist I'm not a psychologist I don't understand I, I took one semester of psychology in college <clears throat> Michael says to be fair many adult film actresses have been around on Twitter since 2009 well yeah I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the professionals I'm talking about the people who want to see um, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about the people who want to see Malcolm, Ren, uh, Mal, Malcolm, Captain Malcolm Reynolds and Wash in a relationship. I'm talking about the people who sit there and do, and, and this goes all the way back to the late 60s, early 70s, the Kirk Spock slash fiction. These are the people here who, who want to see she These are the people for whom the She-Ra reboot was made. She-Ra and Katara or Katara, whatever, whoever it is. We want to see everybody sexualized. We want to see everybody gay. Those people had a home on Tumblr, and they had this, this, this small group of pat-yourself-on-the-back people who were validating each other, who were, who were, who were, Yes, you're you're good. You're right. You're all, everything's fine. You're all you're all good. You have worth. You have value. And then when the porn got got axed from Tumblr, they all went, ah, "What are we gonna do now? Our safe space is gone. We need to she/her them over to Twitter." Okay. I guess I'm done with my rant. <clears throat> don't don't go over to Audrey's whoever wherever over on Twitter. Don't 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 do it. Do not engage. I just We need to move on. We need to move away from the last Jedi. We need to and see, and that's the thing. It's not just. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not going to ramp up again. But it's not just. It's not. It's not the fact that it's. <sighs> okay. The last Jedi is for for whatever reason. I don't understand this. The last Jedi is the touchstone. Out of everything everyone was complaining about, I mean, Captain Marvel, the Eternals, what She-Hulk, all of this stuff that we complain about over the years, The Last Jedi seems to be this one main everything. Of a flashpoint, yeah, thank you. Um, it's a it's a lightning rod. It's this one thing that people keep going back to as a litmus test for 
Are you a real fan or not? I have no idea why The Last Jedi has become this this linchpin. It's a it's a fulcrum on which everything else balances, and and I don't know why. I don't understand. It's a terrible movie. Objectively, it's a bad movie. It is it is it is a logical fallacy all the way through. It makes no sense at all. And the characters are not consistent with anything that's been established prior. Even with the new characters, nothing is consistent. And that whole Kento Bite thing, no reason to do it. Other than to make some sort of a political statement about the modern era. Alexander says, people need to move on. A lot of media sites and journalists want to keep pulling people back in and never let go. I think that's part of it. I think some of it is algorithm-driven, but I also think that these people are trying to get some kind of own. They, they, want, they want a win so badly. They want to show you what's what. And they'll tell you what they tell you. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. But it does say something about the people who are so... Desperate for The Last Jedi to be accepted and liked because it reflects on them. For whatever reason. And The Last Jedi, above all of the others, has become this this thing and it's gotten more than just about a movie it's a <clears throat> death angel says it's a fixed point in time where everything broke apart i think i think if you go back and you chart a course ultimately probably 50 years from now when people do look back at the culture war we're not fighting we're not fighting a civil war in the traditional sense we're fighting a culture war and there are certain beachheads you know we go back we look at world war ii for example you know you have the battle of the bulge and you have normandy and you have uh, the invasion of france and you know all all of these different things midway you know Hiroshima, Nagasaki. There are there are points in the war that are linchpin points, turning points, moments of history that define the entire conflict. And I think the the I think the Last Jedi is one of those. I think if you go back in and start putting in markers as to where things actually started to go sideways, you have Ghostbusters in 2016. That wasn't the beginning of it. That was the that was the the broadening of it. You had Ghostbusters in 2016. You had The Last Jedi in 2017. You had Jodie Whittaker getting getting cast at Doctor Doctor Who. And Captain Marvel. Those are those are four of them. But for some reason, the Last Jedi is the D-Day of the culture war, at least so far. 
because we've entered into a new phase in the culture war. It's not about what entertains us on the movies and the television shows. It's about something even more direct and more invasive and more insidious, and that's the people that are going after your kids. That's the culture war now. And make no mistake, these people are going after your kids. They have said so. They are on record. They are on recorded Zoom calls with their not-so-secret gay agendas and their let's, let's get these kids to transition in their genders and not tell, our, tell their parents, tee-hee, tee-hee, tee-hee. Wouldn't that be funny? No, it's not. You stay away from the kids. Sci-fi substance, The Last Jedi is objectively bad. It will never be good. It's a waste of time arguing about it. I agree. And, and technically, anytime I'm up talking about The Last Jedi, I'm not necessarily talking about the movie itself. I mean, yes, it's objectively bad. But the people, the people, the people who want to defend it are doing it in such a way that they're not even talking about the movie. If you sit and listen to what they say, they are trying to get validation for themselves. We need to ign we need to ignore them. Not engage, not respond. And I know, I just, I just spent 40 minutes doing that. But, at the same time, for the longest time, there are people on a particular side of the aisle who have refused to engage in the culture war and we have given up a lot of ground over the last hundred years because this has been a long time coming. And they've got our schools. They've got our media. They've got our entertainment. And they have our politicians. And they have a lot of election offices. They have our judges. They have our DAs. They have our military leaders. This culture war is going to continue, and it's going to get ugly. So you should be prepared. Uh, Road Vagabond Life, there's a rumor that a Saudi prince is buying Star Wars to put it back on track. Just rumor, no idea if it's true. We have heard that. Yes, Doomcock uh, has reported on that. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure what to make of that yet. Um... Cameron Pasha has uh, information, possibly, that, uh, that Bob Iger has had Disney Legal and Lucasfilm Legal explore the possibility of what it would look like to sell Lucasfilm. That doesn't mean that he's going to sell it. I think, I think Pixar is going away before Lucasfilm does. Uh, whether they fold it into Disney Animation and Pixar just dies, or if they sell Pixar... Uh, they could sell it to Apple, they could sell it to Skydance, and then Pixar becomes part of Skydance again, and John Lasseter is in charge of all over. 
Uh, they could do that. They could sell Lucasfilm. Um, <coughs> I don't know about that. I mean, it is a rumor. Doomcock's recording. He's got a couple of different sources telling him that there is an offer on the table from somebody, an individual, not a company. So um, the rumor is a Saudi prince has dropped $8 billion and said, I want, I want Lucasfilm. I, don't, I have not heard anything about wanting to put it back on track. All I've heard is Saudi Prince, $8 billion, he'd never miss it. Um, I don't know how much that's true. I don't know how much the, the Saudi Prince could be fronting for a group or maybe acting as a proxy for somebody else. I don't think George Lucas... I'm going to say something a little difficult for some people to hear. I don't think George Lucas is going to be with us that much longer. I, I, Looking at the video when they introduced John Williams prior to the screening, uh, the premiere of Indiana Jones 5, George Lucas doesn't look like he's in the best of health. Um, I don't know this for sure. And I have nothing other than the video that I saw that everybody else has seen where Steven Spielberg dissed Kathy Kennedy. When they walked off the, st the stage, when they walked off the stage, he was not steady on his feet. Frank Marshall helped him off the stage. And I saw, I caught a, a cosplayer who was on the red carpet and she apparently uh, had uh, she George Lucas was behind her and she's you know taking a picture over the shoulders like look there's George and his back was to the camera and it looks like there was something something under his coat so I don't know if he's been if it's something having to do with his diabetes I don't know if he's had a stroke because he was holding his he was holding his left arm in place it was not moving. I don't know. I uh, pure look. Do, I don't don't start rumors here. This is pure speculation. I want. I don't want to break the internet again. I'm concerned for George Lucas's health, just based on observations of what I what I saw from that video. All right, I've got nothing else to go on. I I asked my sister. She's a nurse, and she's like, nah, man, maybe who knows? Doesn't uh, there's no way to know. But. Um, I, I don't think as much as he's probably would want to buy Lucasfilm back at the very least to preserve it. I don't know that he has the wherewithal and the, and the motivation to save it at this point. He may have just decided, screw it, it's done, it's over. Because he's actually said that in interviews. Well, there was a there was a presentation that he did with some school in New York, where he basically says, "Well, the first six Star Wars are mine," and they did the thing. They they've done everything. They've done their thing, and and it's not. He he doesn't consider the Disney Star Wars stuff anything having to do with his Star Wars. He's made that distinction very clear. But I don't think he's at a point right now where he feels like he needs to buy it back. Let Star Wars die, kill it if you have to. And if the rumors are true that this Saudi prince wants to buy Lucasfilm and, and set the ship correct and, you know, do course corrections on whatnot in Star Wars, that's great. More power to you. But too little too late, probably. There are, there are a number of fans who are never coming back. Burn it to the ground. Done. 
finished. All of them, not just Star Wars. Done with Star Trek. Done with Doctor Who. Done with Fortnite. Done with no. Well, Fortnite. I say I say Fortnite. I just threw that out there because it was in an article that I just posted over at the dot com. Done with Call of Duty. Done with fill in the blank. Bud Light, Target, Starbucks, Lucasfilm. Go to the used bookstores. That's where you're going to find the stuff that hasn't been affected by all of this. The culture war is here, and nobody should be standing on the sidelines. That's all I got to say. Road Vagabond Live done with Ghostbusters. Now, Ghostbusters some people are done with Ghostbusters and that's fine Ghostbusters Afterlife showed that it can possibly recover Top Gun Maverick showed us that it can be done that you could make a movie that you could tell a story that you could do something that entertains without getting political and I imagine that Mission Impossible will will do that as well. It can be done. I'm curious to see what Barbie's going to do, what Oppenheimer's going to do. Indiana Jones 5, I think, is DOA. We'll see. If it makes $60 million, then, hey, it made the projections. They'll spin it. They'll spin it into some kind of a win even though it's not. But week to week, the drop, I imagine, will be bad. Very bad. All right, I'm done ranting. Thank you very much for your patience and for your attention. 37. 37 cornstalks where none were planted. Crazy time. Crazy times in the corn dog run. All right, that's it for us uh, today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Tonight on the program, let's see, uh, did I did I do that? Let's see. Tonight on the program, we're back to our regular schedule for the H2O podcast. And tonight on the show, we are going to be talking about overused villains. We are going to be talking about villains that just keep showing up. And enough already. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Join us on all the social media platforms, if you dare. Uh, newsletter we could, you could sign up for. I haven't put one out in a while. Discord's there. Various different video platforms. Odyssey, Rumble. Get, get over on Odyssey and Rumble. And uh, and we will, uh, we will get going on here. So... Uh, so check that out. And we'll be back tomorrow to do this all again. Hopefully, maybe not so much as a rant. We'll have a conversation. All right. And if we can get the panel together for Thursday, then we'll be talking about all of the stuff that's going on in Hollywood, writer's strike and the force majeure stuff and the box office and all sorts of good things. So that's hopefully on Thursday. I'll let you know. <sighs> 
cleansing breath. Go watch some videos of French Bulldog puppies. Remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. God has a plan for you. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 